0: Tonight, I have the man of God that is going to join with me on this a hot seat, Amen. To so really minister to what you, you have been hearing him and he's been teaching you, and there uh, uh, is no other person than Pastor Kamara. Hallelujah! Amen. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! <laughs> Pastor Kamara indeed is a man of God. Look at uh, his family; you will know. You can't even, you know, by their fruits you know them. We see that by the, the, the fruit that he produced in this church that we have seen, the man of God, and is married to a woman of God. Hallelujah! Amen. So he has the word of God for us tonight. We are going to look at the 29 and 30. I know you have done that at my absence, but I'm with you in spirit. We are going to discuss it. And I'm going to leave the rest, maybe chapter 31, for him to look through with us tonight. And if time permits, we go to 32. The time doesn't permit because the man of God has said that I must not delay in this Bible study so that we can all study the Bible and go back home, you know, happy to discuss what we have actually studied. So why not join with me and put your hands together. And when I say put your hands together, I want you to do it that you made as we listen to Pastor Kamara, who's going to coordinate tonight's meeting. I've told you, I'll be calling you one after the other to come here and minister the word. Because I'm trying to, uh, uh, you know, although I'm not there yet, but I'm still... At... <laughs> Amen, hallelujah. So we need to encourage him, and uh, he's been encouraged by God. I declare the Lordship of Jesus upon your life, as you teach the word right now, in Jesus' name. Amen. So take us through, love.
1: Hallelujah. Praise God. Mommy, thank you very much for the honor. Thank you, ma'am. Praise God. So we want to review. Ask for contributions from chapter
2: twenty nine. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. My contribution is taken from Jeremiah twenty nine, eleven, which reads <coughs> uh, for I have for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Amen. This message came to the Israelites. The Israelite exiles, whiles in captivity in Babylon, when they when they um, thought all hope was lost and they were doomed to die in ba- and they were doomed to die in Babylon. I mean, they had just been told to build houses and have children because they were going to spend a long time in Babylon, so it was worth settling down. But the people took it as they would never see their homeland again, and so many were depressed with the thought that God had left them. However, this message was to tell them that God had not forgotten them at all, and rather they were constantly in his mind. He had plans and purposes for them. I don't know what you're facing, but it's easy to feel like the Israelites, that God has left us. But we can be rest assured that God is with us and will look after us if we only choose to obey him. Amen. Amen.
1: Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
3: Praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
3: My contribution is taken from Jeremiah 30, verse 7, which reads, How awful that day will be. No other will be like it. It will be a time of trouble for Jacob, but he will be saved out of it. And this links to uh, Matthew 24:21, which is where Jesus was talking about the great tribulation. And he said, Then there will be great tribulation such as has not been since the beginning of the world until this time, nor shall there ever be. However, I'm not here to talk about the tribulation and how many of us may have to suffer, but rather what happens afterwards. In fact, many of us face our own tribulations and trials in our everyday lives, problems that challenge us as Christians and challenge our faith as well. And sometimes it is hard to stand firm, but I'm here with just a short word of encouragement. For though it's most certainly not going to be easy, we know that God is with us in everything we do. And just as Jeremiah wrote, we will overcome, and God will save us out of it. And as Paul said, when we do overcome, our crown of victory is waiting for us at the right-hand side of the
1: Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.
4: I'm Praise the Lord.
1: Hallelujah.
4: I'm going to share seven scriptures I memorized from Jeremiah. The first one is Jeremiah one five says five forms in the womb for your bond and set you apart i appointed you as a prophet to nations to my 2 13 says my people have committed two sins they've forsaken me to sprinkle water and they have dug their own systems broken systems that cannot hold water jeremiah 3 12 says god proclaimed this message towards the north return faithless israel declares lord I will frown on you no longer, for I am faithful to close Lord, I will not be angry forever. Jeremiah four verse four and four being says Circumcise yourselves to the Lord, circumcise your hearts you people of Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem. All my wrath will flare up and burn like fire because of the evil you have done, but with no one to quench it. Jeremiah five is one says Go up and down the streets of Jerusalem. Look around and consider. Search for the squares. If you can find but one person who deals honestly and seeks the truth, I'll forgive the city. Jeremiah 6:17 says, I pointed watchman over you and said, Listen to the sound of the trumpet. You said, We will not listen. Jeremiah 2:9:11 says, Find no, the plans I have used, declares the Lord. Wants to pursue you and not to harm you. Wants to give you hope and the future. May God help us to obey his commands.
1: Hallelujah.
0: Praise God for great mothers that are preparing their children for war and for battle. Amen. Psalm 144 verse 1 says, "Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war and my fingers for battle. Such mothers need to be a uh, clap for tonight. Mm. Let's, uh, uh, our brothers, mothers, stand. Let's see you. Because you are the one that is cooking in the house. I want to eat the good food. Uh, we are eating the good food we have cooked. Stand. Let's see you. Let video carry her. Good mothers are to be praised. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Amen. You will see your children's children as you raise them in God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
5: Praise the Lord. I'll be contributing from Jeremiah 29 verse 7. It says, Also seek the peace and the prosperity of the city to which I have carried you into exile. Praise to the Lord for it, because if it prospers, you too will prosper. As um, um, Pastor Debbie told us the last time we were in Bible study, she told us that... We should be careful about the words that we use, about what we say about this country that God has brought us into. Because we, as Mommy told us, are all in exile in this country. So he said, Seek the peace and prosperity of it. And he said, Pray to the Lord for it. So it's our duty as Christians to pray for the United Kingdom, especially in this time of the election that we are having, that the will of the Lord only should prevail because God has brought us here to prosper as it says in chapter I mean 29 verse 4 it says this is what the Lord Almighty the Lord of Israel says to also those who are carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon build houses settle down plant gardens and eat what they produce so if, if this country is producing things that are good which as mommy said we could see with the NHS and other things as pastor told the last time if you know, in, in the countries that we come from the things we enjoy here They don't have it there, but God has brought us here to be able to benefit from all the goodness in this land. He said we should build houses and settle down here. But if we don't pray for the land, for there to be peace in the land, how are we going to build houses? How are we going to settle down? But if we pray for it and pray for everything that goes on in this country, we'll be able to stay in peace to build houses, to settle down, to marry and enjoy the fruits of the land. And I pray that God will help us in a daily basis. Just leave the United Kingdom in prayer and say the will of the God should prevail in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
6: My, my contribution is from Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 31 to 32. send this message to all the exiles. This is what the Lord says about Shemaiah, the Nehelamite, Because Shemaiah has prophesied to you, Even though I did not send him and has persuaded you to trust in lies, this is what the Lord says. I will surely punish Shemaiah the Nehelamite and his descendants. He will have no one left among his people, nor will he see the good things I will do for my people, declares the Lord, because he has preached rebellion against me. When we mislead people, we will be punished. This is just the same as Hananiah, in Jeremiah chapter 28, verse 15 to 17, it reads, Then the prophet Jeremiah said to Hananiah the prophet, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, yet you have persuaded this nation to trust in lies. Therefore, this is what the Lord says. I am about to remove you from the face of the earth. This very year you are going to die because you have, re- you have preached rebellion against the Lord. In the seventh month of that same year, Hananiah the prophet died. There are many people misleading their followers and leading them astray. These people are like sheep who have gone astray. The people being misled think that, oh, it's going to be all right. This is the way that we're supposed to go. But it isn't. The people who are misleading their followers will be punished surely by God. They give false hope, but we should not follow them. We should be like Jeremiah, who preached the truth and the truth only. What I learned is that if you mislead people, God will punish you, and he will also punish your descendants, even if they haven't done anything wrong as well.
0: I think that uh, your piece, you are going to type it out, forward it to the church. It's going to be on the announcement on Sunday. Misleading people. Leading people to do wrong things. So that prophet is death. Many are dying today on our streets. And we can see that I've misled people. We will not mislead people in Jesus' name. Amen. So it's going to be on the announcement sheet on Sunday. Amen. So forward it to Pastor uh, Elder Charles immediately. Amen. That's uh, Pastor Kamara's
1: daughter. You can see what you are going to enjoy tonight. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. So that was... Um, our revision from chapter chapters 29 and chapter 30. Um, we see um, in chapter 30 that the start of hope, where his prophecy starts coming to the children of Israel about they will return again. So many good things the prophet was speaking to them in chapter 30. And if we move to chapter 31, verse 1. He says, At that time declares the Lord, I will be the God of all families of Israel. He says, And they will be my people. Hallelujah. So he says, it will be the God of all families. So it will be the God of all families in the church. Hallelujah. He says, and they will be my people. And in verse he says, this is what the Lord says The people who survive the sword will find favor in the wilderness. I will come to give rest to it. He said he had to us in the past. I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with an unfailing kindness. Hallelujah. What a wonderful love we have from God. It's it everlasting love. Everlasting love. He said, I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. You know, sometimes we get to a point where it's as if we may want to think as if we are doing God a favor by serving him. But it's not anything like that. God has drawn us by his everlasting love why are we the one yeah and not others it's only by the love of god it's only by the grace of god so we really have to appreciate what we have in christ hallelujah we should not take it for granted and think that we can have all of this in christ and then we just live our life any way we want to you know He said, i have loved you with an everlasting love i have drawn you with unfailing kindness in verse four He said, i will build you up again And you, Virgin Israel, will be rebuilt. Again, you will take off your timbrels and go to dance with the joyful. Hallelujah. He said, You will take off your timbrels and go to dance with the joyful. So, God has promised that He will take away the mourning and replace it with timbrels so that people can be joyful in the Lord. They were oppressed, they were in captivity. They were, they were slaves. They were enslaved. They, they, they were um, asked to do things that they would not want to do. That thing that they should not do. But they had no choice. They had to do all of those things. But God promised them in the midst of that captivity that He was going to restore them. And He was going to fill them with joy. Hallelujah. It was going to fill them with joy. If we turn to Isaiah chapter 61. Verse 3. He said, and to provide those who grieve in Zion. He said, to bestow on them a crown of beauty instead of ashes. He said, the oil of joy instead of mourning. And a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. He said, they will be called oaks of righteousness, a planting of the Lord for the display of his splendor. So, in the midst of their trouble, God promised them joy. So, whatever situation at times we're going through, we have to Hold on to this word of God, that in the midst of that trouble, God can give you joy. Hallelujah. You know, when you are in a situation where you are singing in your heart, or you are singing loudly, and if you look the circumstances around, it's as if you should not be singing. Hallelujah. That's the joy of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord is not like, oh, when something happens, something really good you know, see, so you, you, know, you get a new job, something really, you know, that you be looking for. Yeah, you're happy. That's the joy of the Lord, hallelujah. But there is a special joy of the Lord that you experience in the midst of trouble. You, you yourself, well, you, you'll be amazed. Ah, hold on, I'm singing. I know that's looking at you. Hold on, what's happening with her? What's happening with him? With all that is going around, you know, she looks so happy. You know, he you or know, she looks so um, upbeat, not downcast. That's the joy of the Lord, Hallelujah. That's the joy that the Lord has promised to us. That's the joy it promised to them in the midst of their captivity. He promised to restore that joy unto them again. Verse five. He said, and again, you will plant vineyards on the hills of Samaria. The farmers will plant them and enjoy their fruits. He said there will be a day when the watchmen cry out of the hills of Ephraim, Come, let us go up to Zion. To the Lord our God. Hallelujah. So this, this message, when you look at this message, the, Jeremiah was giving them this message in the midst of captivity. This was not something that was happening. It's something that was going to happen in the midst of captivity. Jeremiah was giving them this message. So God is speaking to our lives today, to our situations today. That in the midst of whatever circumstance we're going whatever challenge we are going to, God say. He has set us as watchmen and they will say, come, let us go up to Zion to the Lord our God. So whatever circumstance is happening in the family today, you have to trust God, that God will restore the family. Hallelujah. If there is anyone in the family that, that, that is missing, you have to trust God that God will restore that person back into the family. Because that's what he said. That's what he said right from verse 1. He said, I will be the God of all families of israel and they will be my people verse seven it says, son of man i have made you a watchman for the people of israel oh sorry verse seven we say this is what the lord says sing with joy for jacob shout for the foremost of the nations he said make your praise heard, and say lord save your people the remnants of israel so we have to sing for joy hallelujah we have to sing for joy when we don't when you don't feel like singing that's the time you should sing hallelujah Yes, that is the time you should start with a song of praise. And if your heart is heavy, the Lord will lift that heaviness away from your hearts. Verse 8. It says, I will bring them from the land of the north and gather them from the ends of the earth. Among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. You know, when I, when I was looking at this verse, you know, last week, I said, wow. You see, among them will be the blind and the lame, expectant mothers and women in labor. A great throng will return. This scripture has been fulfilled physically, and even up till now, this scripture has been fulfilled. We are in the Jews that we have scattered all over the world, the Jews we are scattered literally all over the world, places like Afghanistan, the, all of those places, there were Jews there. And when Israel was formed, they had to return. At the moment, the, the poorest people that you can find around Russia and some Eastern European countries, they're actually Jews. And those some of them are blind, they are lame, but those people, any one of them that want to return back to Israel, the government of Israel will facilitate that process for them. And when they return to Israel, immediately their situation changes. Because why? They will be given, they will be provided accommodation and everything that they need to live their life. Hallelujah. So this scripture spiritually has been fulfilled but also physically in the lives of the jews that we are scattered god is returning them the very poor jews you know around russia all of those places whenever they get in contact and they want they are willing to return the government of israel will facilitate that process for their return back to israel hallelujah verse 9 he said they will come with weeping and will pray as i bring them back he said i will lead them beside the streams of water on a level path where they will not stumble because I am Israel's father and Ephraim is my firstborn. It says Hear the word of the Lord, you nations proclaim it in distant coastlands. He who scattered Israel will gather them and will watch over his flock like a shepherd. Hallelujah. This is the goodness of God. Out of your rebellion, God scattered them. But again, he has gathered them. Hallelujah. Out of his love, out of his kindness, he has gathered them again. He has brought judgment upon the ones that afflicted them. You know, I, I, like our Father and the Lord always says, say, if, um, if you wish bad or you are rejoicing against someone's tribulation and he's praying for people in the church, for everybody in the church, that prayer can fall against you. Because why? You're wishing something evil, or you're rejoicing in someone's tribulation, when you should be praying for them. So those people that are rejoicing in Israel's calamity, the judgment of God came upon them. The judgment of God came upon them. Hallelujah. So we have to be very careful that we don't rejoice in the trouble and the trials that others are going through. Because God loves God outstretched arm can still reach them in the midst of their situation, and God can bring them back. Hallelujah. Verse 11. It says, For the Lord will deliver Jacob and redeem them from the hand of those stronger than they." It says, They will come and shout for joy on the eyes of Zion. They will rejoice in the bounty of the Lord. It says, The grain, the new wine, and the olive oil. The young of the flocks and the earth. It says, They will be like a well-watered garden and they will sorrow no more what a word of comfort what a word of comfort in their captivity in their distress Now like the poor man cried and the Lord had him and delivered him out of all his troubles not one trouble he said out of all his troubles so the Lord is there waiting and listening to our cries, to deliver us from all situation, from all trouble. Verse 13. He said, Then young women will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. I will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. As we saw earlier, it will take away the spirit of despair. It will give the oil of joy instead of mourning, garment of praise. Hallelujah. Verse 14, he says, I will satisfy the priest with abundance, and my people will be filled with bounty, declares the Lord. So those who serve him, who are priests, we are all priests, hallelujah. Therefore, you are a chosen generation. You are a royal priesthood, an holy nation. And he said, you are a peculiar people. Hallelujah. So you are not ordinary, you are peculiar, you are strange. He said that you should show forth the praises of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Hallelujah. So we are priests, and he has promised to satisfy us with abundance and to fill us with his bounty, with his blessings. Wow. He said, This is verse 15. He said, This is what the Lord says. A voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping. He said, Rachel. Weeping for our children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more. This is a prophecy that was fulfilled in the life of Christ. Hallelujah. Yes, because Herod was trying to kill the star. When he had that wise man, we are looking for E that is to be king of the Jews. And the wise man did not give in to his trick. By reporting to him where they found the found star, he decided to kill all the children, all the young children in the region. And that prophecy was fulfilled. Verse 16. He said, this is what the Lord says. He said, restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears. For your work will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy. Hallelujah. He said, Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be rewarded. Our work in the Lord is not in vain. Hallelujah. Our work in the Lord is not in vain. The Lord shall reward your labor of love. Verse 17, it says, so there is hope for your descendants, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. Your children will return to their own land. So there is hope for us. There is hope for our children, children. Hallelujah. It says, your children will return to their own land. And like I said, this is what is happening. The Jews are returning to that land physically. That land that we are scattered from. You know, that land that, 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 that they went far away from. Some not even thinking of going again. But the Lord' promise has come to pass this day. Verse 18. He said, I have surely had Ephraim's morning. You disciplined me like an unruly calf. And I have been disciplined. Restore me and I will return. Because you are the Lord my God. Hallelujah. So the Lord disciplined those whom he loved. At the moment, no chastening at the present seems pleasant, but it yields the perfect fruit of righteousness. So when the Lord was disciplined, it looked unpleasant, but to that discipline is for them to come back to him. So the Lord's discipline is to restore us back to himself, not to destroy us. The Lord's chastisement is for restoration, not for destruction. Verse 19 after I strayed, I repented. After I came to understand, I beat my breast. I was ashamed and humiliated because I bore the disgrace of my youth. That is a sign of true repentance. He said, After I strayed, I repented. After I came to understand, I beat my breast. That is true repentance. We saw that in David. When David sinned. He repented, from the, he repented from his sin genuinely because why he, he did not try to hide it, he did not try to conceal it by saying, okay, I am keen so that no one in Israel should know it. No, he, he made a song out of it. He said, against thee, in Psalm 51, against thee and the only have I seen and done this evil in thy sight. He took responsibility. So for restoration, there needs to be Genuine repentance, because if we cover the sin, if we sort of whitewash it, paint it, it will still be there. The only thing for that sin to be forgotten is to repent of that sin completely. Hallelujah. Verse twenty, it says, "Not if, my dear son, the child whom I delight." He said, though I often speak against him, I still remember him. Therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him, declares the Lord. He said, set up road signs. Put up guideposts. Take note of the highway, the road that you take. Return, virgin Israel. Return to your towns. Guideposts. Set up road signs. Put up guideposts. You know, this the, the scripture, the, the, the Jews around um, Tottenham, that area, you know, at one time there was some conflict with the council. They were trying to put some of these posts, you know. And other people sort of like oppose that idea that that should not be. But they do these things literally. So we have to set up guideposts in our lives, hallelujah. We cannot live our life just as others live. We are a peculiar people. We are an holy nation. We have to set a guidepost to say, this is the way. There is a way that is similar to a man, but that way leads to destruction. But there is a narrow way. That's the way we should follow. That's the way we should lead our children into. It's a take note of the highway, the road that you take. So we have to take note of the highway. We have to take note of our decision, of our, the path we take. We have to set off guideposts. We cannot just live our life. We, are, we, are, we have to live by the scriptures. That's our guide. That's the truth that has been given unto us. It says, how long, verse 22. It says, how long will you wander on faithful daughter Israel? The Lord will create a new thing on earth. The woman will return to the man. It says, this is what the Lord Almighty says, the God of Israel. When I bring them back from captivity... The people in the land of Judah and in towns will once again, use this word, the Lord bless you, you city, you sacred mountain. He said, people will live together in Judah and all its towns, farmers and those who move about their flocks. He says, I will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. Hallelujah. He said, it will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. He said, They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. He said, They shall walk and not faint. So the Lord has promised to refresh the weary and satisfy the faint. But it has to be people that have decided to turn back to Him. Hallelujah. People that have decided to come back to the Lord, the Lord has promised them restoration. Verse 26. It says, at this, I awoke and looked around. My sleep became pleasant to me. He said, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will plant the kingdoms of Israel and Judah with the offspring of people and of animals. Just as I watch over them to put and tear down and to overthrow, destroy and bring disaster, so I will watch over them to build and to plant. Declares the Lord. God is amazing. Hallelujah. He is, I mean, he is the all-powerful God. So, he, that the same way he destroyed them, or put, he tear them down, he overthrew, he said that's the same way again he will watch over them, to build them and to plant them. In those days, people will no longer say, the pagans have eaten sour graves, and the children's teeth are set on edge. Instead, everyone will die for their sin, whoever eats their graves. Their own teeth will be set on edge. You know, when you look at these two scriptures, verse 31, um, verse 29, a lot of times when people quote it, they'll quote the second part of it. The parents are eating sour grapes, and the children's teeth are set on the edge. They will not quote the first part, and they will not quote the scripture after it. But we have to be very careful not to take the word of God out of context. The word of God, we should look at it in its entirety. Because that that, that's where errors start. When people quote, and some people they would not even some people know how to quote the scripture, but they don't know even which book in the Bible the scripture is. Because why they are not even encouraged to read the Bible; they're just encouraged to just take that scripture and believe that scripture and pray that scripture. They some people can memorize the prayer points even for that scripture, rather than memorize the verse, the word of God. Hallelujah. We have to know the entire word of God. We have to interpret scripture in its entirety, not just take scripture out of isolation. So the people are people are that using scriptures to tell people that um, whatever is happening is because of their uh, um, their the, the, the parental sins and everything. They they, they don't explain it to people because it makes it clearly that this scripture is not for everybody. It says people will no longer sin, and in verse 31 he says instead everyone will die for their own sin. He said, whoever is our grapes, their own teeth will be set on the edge. That's what he says. So we have to know the word of God. Hallelujah. Thank God we are here. Hallelujah. And in verse 31, he says, The days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Israel and with the people of Judah. It will not be like the covenant I made with the ancestors when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant, though I was the husband to them declares the lord this is the covenant i will make with the people of israel after that time declares the lord i will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts i will be their god and they will be my people hallelujah so our own law now is not the law that is written do this do that there is a law there is a spirit of christ in you hallelujah the law of the spirit of christ that has freed you, that has delivered you from the law of sin and of death. The law of sin and of death, that's when you sin, you die. We have been delivered from that law. We have a greater law. Hallelujah. The law of the Spirit of Christ. That's why I say, except our righteousness, exceed the Pharisees. So we have a greater law. Because our own law is not written in tablets. Our, our own law is written in the spirit of our hearts. Hallelujah. Our own law is written inside of our hearts. You see, I will be their God and they will be my people. So, through Jesus Christ, through the covenant, through the death of Christ, we have a far superior law that we live by the law of the spirit of life in Christ. So, this is not the law that condemns to say, you know, do this. You know, sometimes people try to. To ask you, you know, what about this, what about this. There is a spirit in you. And if you have that spirit, a, the spirit will teach you all to Hallelujah. You know, there is a spirit that will lead you. When you face a situation that looks difficult what to say or what to do. There is a spirit, if you're acting onto that spirit. If you do it, you will say, yes, thank God I listened to the Holy Spirit. But sometimes, you know, when we don't listen to the Holy Spirit, they say, oh, I wish. There was a prompting for me not to do it, but I will override that prompting. But may the Lord help us, hallelujah, that we can always be in tune with the Holy Spirit. Because that Spirit will lead us, that Spirit will guide us. That is a superior law, hallelujah. Verse 34, it says, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord, because they will all know me. He said, From the least of them to the greatest declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. They will all know me. He said, This is what the Lord says. He who appoints the sun to shine by day, who decrees the moon and stars to shine by night, who stares off the sea so that its waves who The Lord Almighty is his name. So, this is the word of God that everyone. We know him. He said, no longer will they teach their neighbor or say to one another, know the Lord. We know the Lord because the Spirit himself will teach us, will show us what to do. Hallelujah. Verse 36. He said, only if this decree vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will Israel ever cease being a nation before me. Only if this decree vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will Israel ever cease being a nation before me. This is what the Lord says, only if the heavens above can be measured, and the foundation of the earth below be searched out, will I reject all the descendants of Israel, because of all they have done, Wow! declares the Lord. God is merciful, hallelujah. God is merciful. He said the days are coming, declares the Lord, when this city will be rebuilt for me from the tower of Ananel to the corner gates. The measuring line will stretch from there straight to the hill of Gareb and then turn to goan The old valley where dead bodies and ashes are thrown and all the terraces out of, out of the Kidron Valley on the east as far as the corner of the Gate, will be holy to the Lord. He said the city will never again be uprooted or demolished. And this, this scripture again has been physically uh, uh, fulfilled we saw as all of those people they, they went back and they rebuilt the city, they went back, they rebuilt the walls, they, they, they built the gates. Uh, and today, he said, Ask that the city will never be uprooted or demolished. And that city is still standing there today, hallelujah! So, our, 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 our God is long suffering, hallelujah! He's not willing really that any should perish, all of his chastisements, all of his, his judgments. The central purpose of it was to just bring them back to himself. Hallelujah. And all of his plan for our salvation is to bring us back to himself. That's why Christ was revealed to come with a better covenant so that we will live by a higher law. We will not live by do this or do that, but the Spirit itself will teach us what we should do. Amen. Hallelujah.
0: at the time said i should look at the time which i'm now looking but next week i'll be able to look at some of the benefits you know that god apportioned to us and that is what we want to hold on you know for this jeremiah 31 there is a lot there god said he will neither leave us nor forsake us. he said a lot of things like i marked here he said uh, i will refresh the weary and satisfy the faint God is talking about the future prosperity that awaits us. If we are serving God and we are loving God in anything that we do, God will always refresh us. There will not be a time of want in our lives. The Lord, he talks about the new covenant. He said, uh, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the people of Jerusalem. Our pastor mentioned it here. And with the people of Judah, and you can put yourself there, a new covenant. When God makes covenant with us, And he's made covenant with us already, but when he now makes a new covenant with us, things are not going to remain the same in our lives. He said, it will not be like the covenant I made with the ancestors. Listen to me, there are covenants that he has made with people that have gone ahead of us, but this new one is going to be great. According to that verse 32, he said, it will not be like the covenant I made with the ancestors. I want you to expect before this year comes to an end this new covenant that god is making for christ's face of amen he said when i took them by the hand to lead them out of egypt remember the days that god spoke to you and you decided to follow him say come follow me i will make you and from that time you have decided to follow jesus and jesus is making us He's not telling us that even the old things that you have been enjoying is nothing there's a new one that is coming he said to lead them out of egypt Paradventure, some of us are still one leg out, one leg in. He's going to lead you totally into himself. Hallelujah. From Egypt. And there are more people that we are still expecting. Not come join my church. No. People that will sincerely from their heart love the Lord. And they will be doing God's work. These are the people we are now craving for. The new covenant is doing for Christ's sake. And for you as individuals. Amen. But adventure, there are people that are slacking in our homes. And things are not happening the way you are. Husband is not able to control wife. Wife is not able to control husband. When God, when you get yourself into this new covenant, things will be, will, will be straight again in Jesus' name. Amen. He said, because they, he said to lead them out of Egypt because they broke my covenant, though I was a husband to them. You know, the way God cares for us, the way God loves us, yet you disappoint him. God said, even in your disappointment, I'm making this new covenant. He said, this is the covenant I will make the people of Israel says the lord after that time declares the lord i'm reading 33 now he said i will put my laws in their mind. there is a knowing that's going to come upon us as we read the word of god god because god has established that he's putting it in their mind there is great understanding that is going to be coming for us right now parents we have great understanding to raise their children this is my heart amen children we have great understanding to do the right thing in god and teachers, or pastors, elders, and deaconesses and everybody, they, they do the right thing. This is part of the great covenant. I'm going, 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 going to make things straight again in our lives like never before. He said, I'll put my, my law in their minds and write it on their hearts. The that word, that word I've hidden in my heart that I've not seen against you. When we have the word of God written in our hearts, in our mind, then we'll be able to know God more. And this is part of the new covenant. And write them on their hearts. I will be their God. Hallelujah. And they will be my people. No longer will they teach their neighbors or say to one another, know the Lord. By our fruits we will reflect Christ. Hallelujah. We don't need to be opening Bible. We are going to be the walking and the talking Bible. That our neighbors, our people around us will be watching. And they will come closer to God in Jesus' name. He said, because they will know me. Hallelujah. These are prayer points. Lord, I want to know you more. Hallelujah. This should be our prayer from now. Amen. He said, they will know me from the least of them to the greatest. And it's happening in Christ's abanakum. Even from babies in the womb, to those of us that are alive, to the greatest, to the senior ones, to the older ones. We will know God more. In the name of Jesus. Therefore, so said, For I will forgive their wickedness, and will remember their sin no more. Hallelujah. He so said, Though our sins be as red as scarlet, they shall be as white as no. snow. Hallelujah. God will remember us. Don't let your sin bring you back from God. He said, He will remember them no more. But you cannot continue to sin, and expect grace to abound. He said, This is what the Lord says. He will appoint the sun to shine by day. Ah, the lord will never leave us if the lord has decreed that the sun will shine by day and the moon by night and it's happening the covenant of god concerning us will continue to abide that is what he said to us just be assured he said he who appoint the to shine by day who decrees the moon and the to shine by night who sets up the sea so that its waves roar the lord almighty is his name but i don't know this god you are serving. he's the god that promised and bring it to pass He's the one that creates and makes it to work. He's the one that has created us in his image so that we can demonstrate him on earth. So if the sun and moon, according to the book of Psalm nineteen, if they can be carrying out the God's if they can carry out God's work, how much more are those of us that are wonderfully and beautifully made, you are made in his image. This one, they are just there. The, 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 the stars twinkle only in the night. If all this creation, uh, 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 this thing that God has created in the galaxy, if they can function, how much more? those of us, I want to encourage us here tonight that we can function in God. Amen. We have the ability, we have the grace to function. Amen. If the sun, if the moon, the sun can shine by day, you can shine. Hallelujah. God has created us to shine for His purpose. And He said, uh, to shine by night, and, to st- and, and, and uh, who stares up the sea, so that his, wa- his waves roars. Mm. The Lord Almighty is his name. Only if this decree vanish from my sight, declares the Lord, will Israel ever cease being a nation before me. Mm. Will never cease being a nation before God. Amen. Because all the things that God has created, they are still acting, they are doing their works and everything. So as long as we continue to uh, be in his covenant and do his will, we will continue to shine before God. Yeah. Look, you know, that I was reading this scripture one time, Philippians, one of Philippians chapter 4, verse 12, or something like that, one of that scriptures. He talks about the shining stars. You know, and as I was reading it, what was coming to my head was that uh, there are a lot of people that we look these days that are shining stars. We look at all these athletes, you know, the ones that are running, they are shining stars. The call, they call they footballers, they are shining stars. That's why we're the basketballers and all, they are shining stars. But we are also shining stars. Amen. Yeah. God has called us to shine for his glory. If we can take, we can, we, can, we, we, we can be under him and let him control us. We don't need to get to that thing because people start to tell us to write our signature for them. You understand what I'm saying? We are also shining stars. In the things of God, we must shine. In the things of man, we must shine. In our church, we must shine. If they are put you in leadership position, you must shine. If they are put you to serve in the church, you must shine. In your service, you must shine. In anything you lay your hands on, you must shine. In raising children, you must shine. In demonstrating God, you must shine. In your place of work, you must shine. And that is what God is saying for us here. Why, are, why should we shine? Because said that he will never leave us, nor forsake us. For I will forgive their wickedness, and will remember their sin no more. For that reason, we will shine. As long as we continue in God. Amen. Amen. I prophesy to this church, Christ said, you will shine. Amen. In the name of Jesus. So this is what the Lord says. Only if the heavens above can can be measured and the foundation of the earth below be sought out, will I reject all the descendants of Israel because of all they have done. God will never reject us. God will never reject us in the name of Jesus. He said also about the new Jerusalem. Now he began to tell them about the things that are yet to come. Said the days are coming, declares the Lord. When the city will be rebuilt, and I said to us that our city will be rebuilt in the name of Jesus. Our lives will be rebuilt in the name of Jesus. Because we stand as a city. And yet as a city, things are getting destroyed in our lives, getting destroyed in our homes. Our homes will be rebuilt. He said, for, for me, from the tower of Hananel to the corner gate. He's not referring to Jerusalem itself. The cities that have been de- uh, de- destroyed, God himself will rebuild them. He said the measuring line will stretch from there straight to the hill of Gareb and then turn to Goa. The whole valley where dead bodies and ashes are thrown and all the terraces are out to the Kidron valleys on the east as far as right the corner of the horse gates will be holy to the Lord. The city will never again be uprooted or destroyed. No, because of the sin of these people. Even said are dead body, you know, we have been reading in that Jeremiah. He said, We'll be put on, 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 uh, uh, on the, on the uh, dung, you know, and the rest of the air will come and eat them. That is the real punishment that's coming upon the people. When you read back to Jeremiah, you'll be able to see how God said, He's going to expose their dead but They will not be buried. All these things are happening. When you think about this war that are going on and everything, all these things are happening, but we are just begging God that instead of wrath, He should remember mercy. But God is assuring us. He said, our homes will be holy. Hallelujah. But because of our sin or anything, we have been led into all this sort of ugly lifestyle and everything. But God promises us a new thing. Hallelujah. And this is what's going to, going to happen to us when Jesus will come to take us home. It's going to be a new thing according to the word of Revelation. When we will... we will we will will stand like this and things will be moving for us we don't need to walk again we don't need to do anything we are just worshiping and praising god that is what's going to happen in the new Jerusalem. i can see god restoring hope into us even when we are life in the name of jesus he said we will be holy he said holy to the lord to the lord the city will never again be uprooted or demolished things that are be crumbling around us will no longer be we shall be uh, glorified before the presence of God. So I want us to go back home and begin to read all these promises that our pastor had read to us. You know, he said, therefore, my heart yearns for him. I have great compassion for him. We are so special before God. And this is God. He so said, the Lord discipline is for restoration. Our brother has said it here. Not for judgment. So for adventure, you see yourself. Being disciplined by the Lord. All things are not really happening. The way it's supposed to happen. Let us return back to God. And it shall be well with us. May the Lord bless the reading and the understanding of His holy word, Amen. in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Let's just hand over to Apostle to round up for us.
7: All right, uh, I will be talking about this on, in church on Sunday. Now, one thing that you must go home with, also with all what you have been taught these days, that um, this scripture of Jeremiah talks about two people. It talks about the naturally born Israel, what will happen at the end of time. But it, it also talks very much more about those who will be born again through Christ, when Jesus shall come. And those of you who went to Israel, if you have never been to Israel, you better make sure you pick up a form and fill it. Because towards the end of this um, um, uh, uh, chapter, they began to talk about From that year, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when the city will be rebuilt. (coughs) Israel, this prophecy came to pass, 1936, um, I think, or so, when Israel was restored back, when the nation of Israel was rebuilt. Because before that time, you know, Israel, Israelites have scattered because of their sins. But then, after the First World War. The European government was used by God to set up the communion that decided to restore the state of Israel. But if we go there, today, the Tower of Hananel is still there. It has been rebuilt, as Jeremiah said. The corner gate, some of us stood right at the corner gate, the very corner gate. We were there, and you see that the corner gate is still there. The old Jerusalem had been rebuilt and the old fences were still re- retained, and um, they didn't change it, even the new one that they built new fences, they built upon the archaeology of the old excavation, and the area that they didn't uh, build over, they, they, they excavated the geologists just to help people know that this is the former Jerusalem, you know, they were where the corner gate. Also, um, the Goa, Garav, and then to Goa is still there till today. And uh, the the valley where they dung the bodies, you know, is all built up now, as uh, God has said. The horse gate is still there till today, you know, and um, the rest of the team. One of the things that uh, I think the team that went last, which uh, one thing that was shown, which others weren't shown, was. The very place where Jesus went in, the temple, when Jesus came in and drove out those who are buying and selling, is there. The real temple. All right? They excavated it and they left it there so that people can see that the history. The amazing thing about um, the archaeological facts of Israel is that the people who dug those things and validate the scriptures are not Christians. And they will tell you that the story about Jesus concerning this, we have validated it in history, and this is the spot, an archaeology. So it happened. This story about Jesus, we have excavated, this is the spot. It happened. So, you know, I am saying that because, you know, Israel will be going to Israel again in April, I suppose. And then um, those who can make April, if we're able to get a booking for November, we'll do so. It's a good thing for a believer to read these scriptures as you are doing here, and know Bible, and go there and see Bible. Do we get it now? And, of course, too, as um, Mommy and the Pastor said, all this, the the story of God, how He related with Israel, and what He promised to Israel here, tells you how God related with us who are born again, and what He has promised us. And um, on Sunday when I would uh, dive into the area of um, the new covenant which uh, um, he said that the time comes is coming declares the Lord when I will make a new covenant that new covenant is Christ and that is in the book of Hebrew. the whole of Hebrew chapter 8 is, is uh, written reflecting uh, referring to this and explaining what it is so, and that's the reason why those who are born again cannot come under generational curse I've done exposition on this before. That's that's very uh, 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 proverb ended when Jesus shed his blood. Well, the Lord will strengthen and bless us. Shall we stand up together and pray?